The Lux Stops Here podcast is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. That's right, MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LSH for a 50% deposit bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. MyBookie.ag, promo code LSH. Tell them Scott at the Lux Stops Here podcast sent you. And I am Scott, and thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, we got a good one. And just before I bring up the guests, I, I do want to give a quick shout-out. Uh, got news today that... Big show favorite Charles Grodin passed today, and uh, just in the episode that came out a couple weeks ago with Andy Jewett, we uh, we gave Gr- Grodin a lot of love, and and who knew that was going to kind of end up being a eulogy in a weird way. And he's one of my favorites. After I record this episode here, I'm going to watch Clifford because it's one of my all time favorite movies, and so I hope you do all the same or watch Midnight Run or The Heartbreak Kid. He's got some classics in addition to the Beethoven franchise. So everybody. R.I.P. Charles Grodin. But someone, there is someone here who's alive right now, and that's our guest this, for this episode, my man Papa D himself, David Van Huysen. David, how you doing, buddy? Still kicking, doing good. Doing good, R.I.P. Chuck. Just watched Midnight Run not right. that long ago for the first time. Yeah, Treat. He's great, man. He, he's one of the, I, I put him in that, like, Ted Knight tier. Of, mm. of comedic actors from the 70s and 80s where they play the straight man like he's more dry with it ted knight's a little more over the top but right. like they still both play that straight man like heel foiled they're so perfect yep. they are right. so damn perfect and we, yeah I, we lost a great one there man goodbye yeah goodbye charles we lost him a lot of death you know a lot of death around uh, I and just found out the guy who hung out in my apartment parking lot died. Really? <laughs> I locked myself out of the house and went to my manager's office, and he was like, "That guy died." He talked. He introduced, this last month. He'd introduced himself to me like three or four times, and uh, yeah, he died. Whoa! <laughs> he was just always bombed in the parking lot. He drank himself to death. Okay. So, yeah. it, it, like, none of it doesn't make not make sense, but yeah, I'm just getting hit. To get hit by it today, you know. Yeah, first Grodin, then that guy. Who's next? Uh, was it gonna be like I don't know some like uh, I'm thinking of like some like 80s NBA player like Kevin McHale. Like yeah, it could be Bart Starr. Is he is he still alive? I think Bart Starr passed away already. Okay, that would have been my prediction, but he <laughs> might yeah, be yeah. dead. I think Max McGee's still alive. That might be a good call. Okay, Don Houston maybe. Don I don't Houston. know. A lot of these people, I don't know they're alive until they die. Paul Hornig. Is Paul Hornig Paul still Hornig. I think Hornig's dead. Yeah, I think he's dead, too. We're, we're naming I, off uh, members of the 1960s Green Bay Packers, in case you guys aren't keeping up here at home. <laughs> yep. You know, everybody just on the tip of everybody's tongue. So I'm sure everybody's dad talked to them about those people all the time as well. Well, uh, I want to, before we get into the football talk, I wanted to give a little health update because I've been kind of keeping a running update. I, I had some health issues recently where I had some chest pains and stuff, going to the hospital. Uh-huh. I got, I'm doing all these cardiologist appointments and stuff. But as you see here, I am wired up, uh, wearing oh, a yeah. heart monitor. Um, Dude, you're wearing a wire to this? Yeah, dude, I'm wearing a wire. <laughs> That's exactly what I posted that that exact joke on Instagram this morning. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Or basically saying I, I get to wake up every morning and wire myself up like a mob snitch. <laughs> so go to my Instagram if you want to see what my heart monitor looks like. It's uh, But yeah, dude, no, it totally looks like I'm just wearing a wire. Like, it's. It's so yeah. stupid. I, I, did, I did that at work this morning in my department where I looked at all my uh-huh. coworkers and I was just like, I lifted my shirt and I was like, hey, everybody, this is a heart monitor. I'm not wearing a wire. You guys are all still cool with me. <laughs> I'm not a snitch. Ah, <laughs> uh, So what did you have like what? Just a little heart episode or what? Yeah, um, there. Well, it could be gas. I'm. They still haven't ruled out gastrointestinal stuff yet, oh, so I got to go just a big get fart. some exams. For that. Yeah, it was just a giant chest <laughs> fart. Um, <laughs> uh, but they're they're looking. It's looking more and more like it's sleep apnea. So I'm getting, mm. I'm going through all that the process of getting that checked out. I got to go do a sleep test. Well, I do nice. it Thursday morning. I'm doing a stress test where I do the treadmill and stuff all rocking uh-huh. before style, and then. Uh, do you do you have a machine yet, or they, no. is that? Do you get that after? Oh, I guess I, I get that after. Oh, nice! And nice then machine. I get to go have the sleep test in some office. It's like a couple blocks from my pad, and I get to go. Uh, yeah, I get to 
go sleep in this weird office and I don't I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. They said do your regular routine. I'm hoping they let me bring my PlayStation, but I don't think they will. But there better be a TV in there. I'm gonna be pissed. There's gotta be something. Yeah. But, but I don't know that my mess with your sleep. I don't know. Yeah, I don't no, know. I like I like to go to sleep watching TV and then like doze off and then kinda wake up in the middle of the night and turn it uh-huh. off and then go to crash out, you know. Sure. Classic. Yeah, it's a good it's a good move, you know. Hey, so uh but back to football, dude. You're a big Packers fan. We're just you mm-hmm. know, going over these old Packers players. Uh what do you think about all this Aaron? I, I got to get into it. What do you think about all this Aaron Rodgers trade hoopla? Well, I don't think he's going to. I think he'll probably be there for another four or five years. I think so, too. Yeah, We'll see. But, he, uh, he, you know, he's a thin-skinned guy, and he gets offended really easily. Yeah. So I'm not, like, shocked. about. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. He doesn't talk to his parents and <laughs> for whatever reason. Uh, so. uh, a girl I know, her brother went to high school with him. Uh huh. And or they they all went to the same high school, but her brother was like the same age or whatever. She's a little younger, so they weren't. She wasn't there with them. But uh, I guess like it was something like uh, his brother stole or some girl liked her brother more than him, and so mm. he's held a grudge against this guy now for twenty something years. Or whatever. That sounds about right for what like. I don't know. Somebody, I, when you watch that 60 Minutes, did you see the 60 Minutes thing about him? No. It was on years ago. But like somebody told, I don't know how tall he is, maybe 6'4", six, 6'3", six, but somebody yeah, around there. told him, like they asked him if he was this height, like a little shorter, and he was just like visibly upset. He's like, no, I'm like this tall. <laughs> and you could tell he was just mad at this person. Well- and... I guess he was like five foot ten his senior year in high school, and uh-huh. so he wasn't really recruited much. Yeah, but I was like five foot ten my senior year. I, you know, I'm not. And then he uh, um, hit a growth spurt after mm-hmm. when he went to junior college for one year, and then he mm-hmm. went from like five ten to six three or whatever, and then went to Berkeley, and then the rest is history. Yeah, he's like I don't. Yeah, he's a weird guy. I think, um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of like Jordan Love must not be any good. That's all I'm getting. Yeah, out that's of it. A, because yeah, if yeah. he was, they would have traded him. Yep. Yeah, but so I guess that that was a bust pick. Yeah, I mean, or Jordan Love must not be any good, and they must not be too high on Justin Fields or some of those other quarterback Mac Jones or some of those other quarterbacks. Yeah, players. yeah, I don't know because yeah, you, if he was going to be a problem, you can just ship him somewhere. But yeah. I don't know. No, it's a wild ride. Uh, I've been dude because like I, I'm, I, I asked this because I'm a degenerate fantasy player lately. I've already yeah. done like something like five or six fantasy football drafts for this season. Yeah, already. Yeah, <laughs> there's uh, so many ACLs that are going to get torn. Yeah, I know. In between now, well, and um, like most of these are five dollar ones. One is a ten, oh, okay. One's like a ten dollar one. One is a thirty five dollar one though. But uh, it's what, but it's called best ball. Uh-huh. So you just draft your team and then set the line and then you you forget about it. Like you don't have to set your lineups. They automatically select the best player for you at each spot that you have available oh. on your roster each week. So you can't make it, it's you can't make any mistakes. Yeah. Really. No. Just drafting. Just, it's all about just drafting. And so it's been fun to do cuz I have That's a kind of fun. I have a big draft coming up in a couple of months for my uh like the players championship league where me and my brother went halves on it. Uh-huh. And like the grand prize is like five hundred thousand dollars, but even if you finish in the top fifty in that, it's a pretty nice payday. Nice. Do they have the draft at the Sands? Do you no, go to the Sands no, sports book no. and have the No, but the, the main event, there? the, the eighteen hundred dollar main event, because this I'm in the three hundred and fifty dollar players championship for that. The eighteen hundred dollar main event is uh I think it's at the Golden Nugget or it's one of the downtown okay. casinos. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's fun. So yeah, they do a live that you can do a, your draft online or you can do a live draft like at the convention uh-huh. in Vegas. I yeah. went to a, a live draft in Vegas once a long time ago. That's how awesome. I wasn't. I would. It wasn't. Uh, I mean, it was fun, <laughs> but it, I wasn't in the draft. Uh, my friend from Nebraska was and it was like all married guys from Nebraska. And there was like all their first times away from their wife and kids for a while. I got caught up in a wave that I 
I would it wasn't what ready for. You These know? guys going like this hog wild, like, like hog wild, but like, just sailors on shore leave. Yag bombs at like two p.m. You know, at lunch oh, kind yeah, of thing, yeah, and dude. it's just like Gotta I think yourself. I went to bed. I went to bed at eleven o'clock at night, one of them nights because I just couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So, all, all for a fantasy football draft. That's pretty cool. All for a fantasy football draft. And it was Nebraska's opening week. They beat Fresno uh, that week. Big win. The, for the Bulldogs. Huskers. Yeah. Well, you're a big Huskers fan, too. But you're from uh, the Dakota Territory, if I'm not mistaken. Right? South Dakota, yeah. South, South Dakota. But, uh, so I'm pretty close to Iowa and Minnesota and Nebraska. So you grew up Packers and, and uh, Huskers. And, and you can totally rock Huskers red at Packers games, and people will probably mistake you as Wisconsin red. They might, yeah, that's true. They probably, well, yeah, they could. But you just wore like a random red hoodie. People wouldn't, you know. They probably wouldn't say too. If, they probably wouldn't say too much. But yeah. look, I don't, they don't have any red. They might think of Chiefs. You run that's the risk. True. Of, yeah, I don't know how many Chiefs fans are going to Lambo. Everybody goes to Lambeau, you know, all kinds. It's just a place. Have you, to go. Have you ever been? Have you ever been to? A game? No, I haven't. I've been to Packers games in Phoenix and Minnesota, and I think that's it. Well, next time they play out here in Vegas, you got to come. Oh yeah, take the Amtrak down. Yeah. Once that gets built, the the, the new bullet train. Yeah, Rogers might be playing for Las Vegas. Yeah, that's a possibility. Uh, I actually did a couple fantasy football drafts here in these best balls because like they're like five dollar little things, and do a couple where like I was drafting guys from the Broncos, the Raiders, mm-hmm. and then I did one where I was kind of drafted a couple guys from the Raiders. I did another one where I drafted a couple guys from the Dolphins, all in anticipation that hopefully Rogers gets traded of one of those three AFC teams. Yeah, and, like, I think he'd if, be good if, on the Broncos. They got some good re- receivers. Like. I think he would kill it on the Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins too. I think are pretty good. Because Dolphins good are pretty, pretty. Yeah, they have a good defense and they have some good weapons on that team. But they were pretty fucking good last year with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua. Where yeah. they barely missed the playoffs, dude. I think with uh, Tua, I don't got much hope for it. I don't know. Rogers, they're at least a twelve and five team next year. It's weird with the seventeen game schedule. Saying that twelve yeah. and five. I yeah, I didn't even look at the schedule yet. I haven't even looked at it. It's 17 I, games now. Yeah, I know that. And they go still one by or two buys now. Uh, it's one by so. One by, yeah. one less. 18. All right. I don't know that I need more regular season. I think it's already too much. Well, they're cutting down on one preseason game cuz so instead of the four preseason games and uh I think they should do 2 and 18 cuz I don't like the idea of some teams uh-huh. having nine home games and some teams only have eight home games. Well, they should play them all like in um, neutral sites. That like, would be cool uh, if every team had to have a neutral site game. Like, yeah, you had to play one game in uh, like Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they have the London games already. Yeah. Do like Stuff a London. Like do a London game. Do a Toronto game. Do Mexico a, City. Do a Mexico City. Yep, yep. Um, do a Hawaii. Hawaii, yeah. Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> 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 at on top of Epcot Center, they're gonna do it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just, they used to do the Pro Bowl down there. They did. Uh, well, or, I mean, Orlando though. That's isn't that uh, you're barking up, uh, barking around uh, Arena Football League territory. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you might get run out of town by some Arena League fans. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty feisty down there. <laughs> no, those those so, Florida man Arena League fans. Some major MLS fans <laughs> might kick your ass out of Orlando. <laughs> Dude, dude, I'm just thinking of like Florida man that got way too into arena football and what a disaster of a human being that is. Have you ever been to Orlando? No, I've never been to Florida. I mean, Orlando, if uh, I mean, that's just I've been there a couple of times. It's I mean, it seems like an arena league football town. You know, you're like, yeah, if I said if I didn't know anything about anything, I just got off the plane and be like, yeah, arena football is going to work here. But it's just going to. LA has two arena teams. Football? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we have the KISS, right? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Gene Simmons KISS team. They play the, down like in Orange County, though, right? I think so. Or then, or yeah. I, I think 
I don't know. I'm not sure. I thought about going a few times, but then I was like, I don't want to <laughs> drive that far for Arena League football. Uh, then there's the LA Avengers, too, I think. Where do they play? Downtown? I think they play downtown. I thought the kids played downtown, too, but I guess I'm mistaken. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't I want to say they don't even play at the Stable Center, too. They play at the Sports Arena. Like, yeah, like where the soccer team plays? <laughs> yeah, or like, what? No, no, no. Because that's, that's like a nice soccer stadium they built for them. I'm talking where the Clippers and the USC used to play a long time oh. ago before Staples Center and the Galen Center. Mm. I think get it's just for concerts now. Yeah, get them in the forum. Nothing's going on there. Well, right? it looks like they're tearing the they're forum. They're going to tear that down. And building the Clippers, their new stadium there. Yeah. I mean, you could play it anywhere. We got there's a rugby team now. They've been pumping up. Really? Yeah, they're trying to get rugby going now. They're trying to make that a thing. Yeah, sports radio. Petros Papadakis pumping it up. Petros of money. Yeah, nightmare. They've read. Uh, they've read my tweets on the air before. Have to, they? I, I, I used to listen to them a lot and would tweet at them, and they would uh, read my tweet. And I, uh-huh. I think the one was like. Because they were talking about a place in uh, Long Beach that's like a town built for little people. Uh-huh. Where it's like a bunch of tiny, like like small houses. And like, you know, it's like a community, you know, designed uh-huh. for little people. I'll look at the hangout. And, but I, it's weird because little people can still have normal-sized kids. So I, 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 right. I, can you imagine like hitting puberty in a tiny house? You're like, I'm <laughs> the world's largest. Yeah, well, you probably have to move out of town in yeah, shame. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> probably exiled. You're exiled from, from little person land. Or you you can either give your child up or, or leave. But it's like I think it'd be funny if like you and I, for example, we're both tall guys. If we yeah. uh um dressed up like Godzilla and King Kong and went around fighting in that neighborhood. I mean what what is it? It could be like <laughs> Elf meets Marwin. This film. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like big a, kid. Big kid. I'm a big fan of any of those this versus that movie. Yeah. Anytime there's two different sizes at play, I'm there for that. I'll watch it. I want to see what's going on. Speaking of, I want to give a local plug here. This weekend, uh, coming up the 21st through the 23rd, uh, this is a non-paid plug, but I'm personally going to the Reptile Expo at the Santa Fe Station Casino. And I'm going to be recording little mini interviews with a bunch of reptile lovers all over the place and reptile people and reptile uh-huh. owners. And, and I'm going to have a lot of fun with that. And that's going to be available over at patreon.com slash luckstopspod. So you subscribe over there. It's five bucks. It's basically like buying me a Taco Bell box once a month. And you do that and you get all kinds of fun stuff like that. You get the JFK assassination breakdown. And I'm doing a, a big 10-part history of the mafia coming up. So. Now, do you think that if the U.S. government would have told us the truth about the JFK assassination, uh, that the Jaguars would have made it to the AFC Championship game <laughs> that one year they did? Do you think there's that kind of ripple effect? I mean, dude, I think that's some deep <laughs> shit. Yeah, dude, because think it, about do it. You like, think Blake Bortles would have played in an AFC Championship game had the Warren Commission been honest? <laughs> I, I don't think that would ever happen if the Warren Commission would have been upfront with everybody. It was some right. backdoor arrangement, that shadow government that got Blake Bortles out of the AFC Championship. We got to ask if Blake Bortles would have even been born. <laughs> In that case, um, we don't know, dude. Uh, Green um, Bay Packer Blake Bortles, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he signed. He signed. No, what was the thing I was just thinking of? Uh, the CIA definitely rigged some sporting event. No, just kidding. Um, the CIA did. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> for big, no, uh, reptile people, though. I'm going to have fun interviewing them. And then uh, the JFK assassination. Uh, yeah, the government. B- bullshit on that. Come on. I would ask people at the Reptile Expo what they thought about the JFK assassination because yeah. I bet you they have some pretty wild uh, ideas about the whole thing. I, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, I, think, I think reptile reptile people are... I'm going to ask them what they think about uh, reptile vaccinations. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I just hope this might be the last time we hear from Bowser. <laughs> I'm going to be eaten to death by a, monitor, by a team of monitor lizards. Some psycho fucking... The picture I have in my rep, rep, of reptile people is a rough and rowdy crew. 
you know? I, I always, you know, there's a, the old joke like this guy with the snake around his neck is the guy that buys his personality at the pet store. <laughs> yeah, but maybe, but maybe the snake. But there's some. I mean, zoo people are weird people. People that collect animals typically are strange breed. And reptiles turn it up a notch. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's like dog and cat people. That's normal, right? Then, Not to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then you got a society, t- maybe, but not to me. That's like your average pet owner, okay? Mm-hmm. Then you got like the tier below that, where it's like fish people, uh, like. Uh, you mean like cocaine people? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's fish always people and cocaine people are kind of. You the know, same I thing. never really put that together before, but you're right. That Venn diagram is pretty, uh, pretty. It's a pretty much a fucking perfect circle of people with fish tanks and people that love cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only way a fish can be exciting is if you're all gacked out. I'm trying to think of the scene from Boogie Nights with Alfred Molina at the end, where the guy's setting up firecracker shit. Is it yeah. there fish tanks in that? <laughs> there's got. I don't remember for a hundred percent, but I just there's got. Yeah, there's got to be some. a fish tank in there, right? There's got to be at least some. I'll have to go back and look. Everybody should go back and look. Yeah, we should but all go back and watch Boogie I, Nights. I'll send everybody that listens to this a dime if there isn't a fish. A dime. <laughs> a dime. <laughs> I'm not sure what your listenership is, so I had to. And you know, you. if you buy, take that dime and you invest it in the right cryptocurrency, you can turn it into a lot of money. So, bam. I know. I mean, I got Bitcoin because I forgot to gamble it all those years ago. Oh, really? <laughs> I think I was probably gambling through my bookie or some crap like that. Yeah, uh, my bookie, our sponsor, they take Bitcoin and right. they pay out in Bitcoin. Right. And then you don't have to pay, like, with, the, if you did with your debit card. Well, first, my debit card would never. Yeah, you have to use a credit card usually. Yeah, because the debit they would flag it as fraud right away. But uh, the so I got some bitcoins and uh, forgot to forgot about them. And then I looked and I had not a lot of money, but I had a lot more money than I have <laughs> <laughs> in bitcoin. Yeah, that's I think fun. It was like, yeah, you just so. cash it out or you just keep it, let it let it go. I'm just not going to touch it ever. Yeah, I think that's whatever. A, that's the safe play. That's that's how I yeah. have mine. Yeah. We'll see what happens with it. But uh, I should ask, definitely ask uh, reptile people about what they think the future of Bitcoin holds. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting because I don't know. I have I don't even have a guess on that one. Oh, no, they got the tears. OK, then you got like the people that like like guinea pigs and rabbits and all that, that kind of stuff and like goats. And start getting, like fun, OK, OK. But then you start getting into like the bird people. Uh, then I think the reptile people are set past the bird people. Bird people are, so, yeah, bird people are. Because why would you cage something that's supposed to fly around and like? Because they were because they were caged. They're like it's a it's a metaphor. usually because bird people are usually isolated people that don't really like recluses and stuff. Yeah, typically. They don't really live. so in their in their own way they are also in the cage. I would only ever be a bird person if I was like a pirate and a parrot like legit wanted to chill on my shoulder and I'd be like yeah sure. bro dude I don't I don't what, even know that's what that, my shoulder's there for bro I don't know if that's even being a bird person at that point if it's just like you're outside and the parrot stays on your shoulder that's just a a bond yeah you just have got a pal now yeah it's not if it's not chained to you and it's always there and you don't keep it in a cage. That's legit. I feel like I could be like a Dr. Doolittle type. I think, you know, animals tend to love me. I can walk uh-huh. around with them and like, like walk, just like walk the country. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. one, like some biblical figure and animals just follow me. And, and, you know, you know, like I got a hawk that like follows me and is my lookout. I got, you know, a mountain lion that's my protection. I got a bear or whatever. I don't you know. It's a whole crew. Yeah. I could see that. I could definitely, definitely see you walking down the five one day. Just a crew animals behind you. Yeah, just yeah, you know, like rolling. Bowser's headed to the lounge. Yeah, I'm going straight into like. No, I'm gonna go to like the like uh Glen like like some vape shop in Glendale. <laughs> he is for vape. <laughs> yeah. One of those. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where I got this little thing I was puffing earlier. 
I think oh, I, yeah? Yeah, I think that's where I got it. It was over there on uh, San Fernando. Oh, San Fernando, Great Street in Glendale. Oh. You got some plant shops. I don't really know what else is A lot, of, a lot a of good money laundering fronts in Glendale. Was Big Fish on San Fernando? Yes. Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Classic Street. Now it's some weird... I haven't been to that new bar there, I guess, but... I went there uh, the night uh, Brody died. Was that... Okay, then I was there that night, too, yeah. briefly. Was uh, that the new place, though? Yeah, it was the new place. Okay, yeah. Because it was I all, remember. like, the, the old stage area was, like, like a... Like a, hang, like a they had like of like couches there and stuff now it was creepy dude like yeah and the drinks were like expensive and there wasn't yeah it was a crap cocktail there wasn't vagrants fucking screaming <laughs> vagrant drunks everywhere yelling at you yeah like, man all the good la bars pretty much like king eddie saloon like they like that the uh, gold room uh powerhouse mm-hmm. where they turn all those like places where you would find awesome derelict type like salt of the earth people yeah, and then they can yep. tur- turn them into these fucking like hipster craft cocktail bars, but they keep the original sign to make it look like it's still grimy. Yeah, I walked by the gold room last night after the Dodgers game. I went to, and there was like, was the crowd. There's a line to get in, and the crowd was like, "Who are these? You know, this isn't gold room people." Yeah, <laughs> that, I, that I remember. <laughs> this is not the gold room I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> there should be at least like. I never remember anybody getting dressed up to go to the gold room. Yeah, there should be like two cholo coke dealers. Like, <laughs> there should be like like a Vietnam vet. There should sure. be a couple of bikers. Like, there should be a proper mix of gold room people. If your bar doesn't have a seat where a Vietnam vet sits, like that's their seat. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about your place. You know what? I figured out a local bar like this out here in Vegas by me. Uh-huh. And it's a place where they have a mobile deposit center for the sports book that I use. So I, okay. can, I can just roll in there, load up cash for the casino, and I don't have to go all the way to the casino to make my deposits. I have to cash uh-huh. out at the casino. But it saves me a fucking, I don't know, three, four mile drive to, to, when I have to make the deposits or whatever. Uh-huh. So uh, I would go to the bar... And I figured out like where the locals, their seat was because especially out here, dude. Since all the bars are video poker bars, uh-huh. the locals don't just have their seat; they have yeah. their machine. Sure. And so I I figured out the racket real quick with this one bartender. Where it's like if I just go in there, sit in these like certain seats, she'll give me a free one just to go sit somewhere else because that's one of her locals who's on their way there, or who's going to be there in a minute. Yeah. Um, how many times can you get away with that? All I, I mean, it happened the last few times I went there because, like, and I haven't gone back there since COVID. That was okay. happening to me quite regularly there during that first football season I was out here because it was like I would go there and have a couple drinks and watch some games, and I, always, you know, it's like because I, I know where the good seats are at a bar. I'm, uh-huh. I'm gonna go sit, try and sit at the best seat possible. Well. Sure. Certain people have already tried to claim those seats for themselves, and I don't right. have a problem with that, as long as they grease the wheel. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's smart. That's that's thinking, man. <laughs> that's being one step ahead of the game. I see. I never I, thought about something like that. I think you would really like it out here, in like where I live, in like the like suburban area of Vegas, because yeah, it's all these like twenty four hour local dive bars. Right. No. Yeah, I've never really experienced re- like actual Vegas. I've only been to you know. Like the strip, strip in downtown. Yeah, like uh, you get out here in the into the neighborhoods. Like, like basically every intersection has a dope twenty four hour dive bar, like 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 twenty four hour seven day a week bar where mm-hmm. they have video poker and most of them have pretty good food too. So. Oh yeah, like burgers and stuff. Oh yeah, the one right by me, the Westcliff Lodge. That one has really good burgers. Um, they have uh amazing chicken wings incredible wings, incredible wings but the burgers are pretty good they also have like pasta like they have a pretty good menu there they just kind you of get chicken wings it. and pasta at the same place oh what, yeah. is this your rustic in pretty yeah i mean it, it <laughs> you know it really reminds me of the menu from there yes 
Uh-huh. It's a so pretty it's like, thick menu, yeah, for a bar. They have chicken marsala for some reason that you would never in a million <laughs> years order. You would never you order that, dude. You can't put that in a fryer. You go there, you're getting if you're not going for breakfast because they have a pretty good like uh like omelets or whatever and shit uh-huh. for breakfast. But if you go to your restaurant, you got to get the chicken wings, right? I mean, you got to get chicken wings or like a burger. But if you're going like, I remember, uh, you know Kevin Barnett. You remember Kevin Barnett? Yeah, yeah. I was there with him after a comedy show one night, and he ordered like, I think it was a chicken marsala, and he was like, "This is terrible." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I could look have told around you. That, you. Do you think this is going to be a place that chicken marsala is going to be good at?" Yeah, no. you freak. <laughs> yeah, what are you thinking, dude? <laughs> this place has chicken wings and burgers written all over it. I got yeah. a, I got a BLT there once. It's like a BLT. BLTs lunch. are good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's but like it just smells like wings in there when you walk in. Yeah, it's hard remember, to go I got there. the BLT lunch special there where it was a BLT fries and a salad for five bucks. Yeah, they had some like they used to have a good Bloody Mary breakfast for like nine twenty five, where you get a Bloody Mary and like a breakfast burrito and hash browns. Oh, that's solid. Yep, Iowa, Nebraska, Black Friday. <laughs> there I am. Do you think Nebraska really needs to just get back to their roots of triple option? Fucking uh, eye formation, uh, big corn-fed lineman, jamming it down the throat. What do you think? I think they just need to do the same. Whatever Wisconsin is doing, they need to do that. That's just my, what I think, which is basically Nebraska without the option. But Yeah, like they get big lineman, big uh, – you know, you know, one thing Nebraska – I mean, Wisconsin does really well is they – Take recruit guys at one position and convert them like the other side of the ball or somewhere else. Get them to thrive. Yeah. Like JJ Watt's a good example where he started as a tight end. Yeah, and then went to the defense. Just, yeah, you just start giving them something. You know, Iowa does this too. You just like because I know guys that went to Iowa pretty skinny in that first year. They're like, this guy's huge now. I wonder what. what yeah, happened. no. Look at Iowa. Every year <laughs> they're in that top fifteen discussion, right? Yeah, and every year. Where are they in recruiting? It's a bunch of two, three star guys, and they're like, yeah, number forty five in recruiting. But they're always a much better team. Like they develop their talent better. They just bulk people up and they play field position. Because you see, it's like the exact opposite of my UCLA Bruins, where they're constantly in the top twenty in recruiting, and then they're yeah. never on the top twenty at the end of the season. It's like what the <laughs> no. fuck? Yeah, talent. Yeah. Well, Chip's is Chip doing a little better to get him to a bowl game I last think so. year? Uh yeah, like uh I felt last or they opted out of the bowl game or whatever, but uh I felt last year they really turned a corner. They played tough. The heartbreak loss to SC in the final seconds was really tough. But I mean it, they I think this year they're gonna be much better because I think they have more returning starters than any other team in the conference. Uh, is R D J there still? Or what was his name? DJR? Uh, DTR. Three-letter guy? DTR. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, you yeah. Go. Dorian Thompson Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a senior, and he's eligible for a, a second senior year after that because of the COVID year last year. Yeah, so, there's going to be some BYU-type teams here Yeah, pretty dude. soon because guys can stay for like six, seven years. Yeah, dude. If they have a medical redshirt and that. Yeah. Or, yeah, especially like, or like the graduate transfer slot rules, too. We all yeah. have these guys like – like play four years at one school and then go two years at another school. Yeah, it's gonna be wild, and it's gonna be like, yeah, some of these guys have. That's the weird thing about BYU. A lot of those guys have like kids. Yeah, dude, and, like, and they got not, mortgages. And, like, and it's not like some like these football teams guys have kids and then they're like just had them young or whatever. They have like wives and kids and like yeah, a house in Provo. Yeah, like it's like it's like they go eighteen year old kids from they like work for their family business from eighteen to nineteen. <laughs> Then from 19 to 21, go on their Mormon mission. And then when they get back from their mission, they go to BYU and do a five-year program on the football team. And next thing you know, they're a 26-year-old fucking senior. Yeah, <laughs> that's got to be weird. I don't know. Like, if I were a 26, 27-year-old guy and I was just, like, crushing 18, 19-year-olds, <laughs> yeah. I'd feel, like, weird about yeah, it. Yeah, right. I, I always <laughs> tell people, like... BYU has, like, in gambling, like, BYU has, like, a weird advantage in a lot of sports, and football especially, because they can, like, really bully these other teams because right. they're, like, grown men playing, like you said, 18, 19, And they're open to, dude. like, they're all open to coaching and being, like, 
Yeah, they don't. They've, honestly, they've they don't already drink. bought into. They've obviously bought into one system already. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna buy into this other system too. Dude, these guys bought into magic underwear for crying out loud. <laughs> right. So I mean, <laughs> they might buy into like a run heavy offense. I don't know. I, yeah, I know it's it's definitely possible. They were exciting to watch last year with uh um with their quarterback with uh Wilson. Yeah, Zach Wilson. And I I think he's gonna be pretty good for the Jets. Actually, I got him in one of my. <laughs> I, do, life. I do not. I don't know. I he's got that kid's got bust written all over him. You think I'm so? Just I, I haven't do. I haven't watched him enough to okay, really I could, say that. I could see him being one of those like uh, high draft pick guys that like maybe does like just because the Jets are so bad, but yeah. then he ends up going to a decent franchise and lighting it up there. Yeah, I mean, I guess if the Jets wouldn't have drafted him, I think the fact that the Jets liked him makes me feel like. But he can really make like every throw, like insane. Impossible. Yeah, but so could Dar- so could Darnold. <laughs> no, you know? no, not the way that this kid could. And here's uh-huh. another thing is uh like with Darnold, my problem with a lot of these guys that come out early is they don't have enough starts. I feel like you need at least twenty, twenty five starts in college to be a good NFL quarterback. Yeah. And like, at least right away. Some of these guys that go to like SC or Alabama or whatever, they're like a one year starter or a one and a half year starter, and they don't quite get the, the the starts because they're so deep at the position they don't get the reps that a lot of these other guys get like so like that's why so many guys like look at the top quarterbacks in the league right now where they came out of aaron Rodgers went to cal mm-hmm. um or like i mean tom brady went to michigan and he actually he, brady's kind of the exception yeah. of the rule because yeah he was splitting time with henson. he was splitting with henson yeah yeah exactly and so wonder boy drew henson yeah former yankee and dallas cowboy yeah what that's like you should have specialized in something maybe yeah well last episode of paul paul mary uh he, he, i was telling him about me and justin decker's idea for the bo jackson hall of fame oh Where yeah two sport guys two sport guys that maybe aren't quite good enough for a hall of fame either or but you have what jim thorpe bo jackson well, I mean, Jim uh, Thorpe's already an NFL hall, Pro Football Hall of Famer. Right, but he played other sports, too. He's a yeah, track yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I would have... Uh, Deion Sanders. I would have, well, it's your thing. Deion's already a Pro Football Hall of Famer. I'm thinking, so they can't be in the Hall of Fame in another sport? I kind of want to reward guys that didn't quite... like. So, like a Brian Jordan. I don't know Brian Jordan, I don't think. He was an outfielder for the St. Louis Cardinals and the Dodgers, and then he played uh, defensive back for the Arizona Cardinals. Huh. Now, would like Nate Robinson, tri- Nate I mean, Robinson tried out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like he, tra- <laughs> he, he tried to do MMA. He might have. I think he tried out for like the Seahawks too, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, like I'm trying to think. Like guys, Tebow. We talking Tebow now? Okay, you know Tebow did uh, hit a couple bombs in double at the double A level. So yeah. you know, I think I'm, I think I'm, he played enough years of pro baseball. Yeah, I'll throw Tebow in there. I'll throw Tebow. You know, and okay. actually, okay, we'll open it up to if you could be in a Hall of Fame already in one sport. Like so, like, but because then it's like Michael Jordan, Tom Glavin. There's a lot of fun guys you can do mm-hmm. go with there. What about like Brock Lesnar, wrestler? But he's probably in the Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yeah. Somewhere. No. Yeah. No. Definitely Brock Lesnar counts because yeah. he played for the Vikings. He played for the Vikings, and he yeah yeah. And not just WWE wrestling. Like, you know, he was like a legit, like Olympic wrestler. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, Brock's a South Dakota native, so I know about Brock. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a good old boy. I guess, I don't know him. I never met him. He's older than me, but uh, yeah. I think he lives in Canada now, but uh, with Sable. He's married to Sable. Sable, huh? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Wrestling can take a man place. It's crazy how there's all the if you're in wrestling, you marry one of those wrestling girls. Like that's that's just the way it is. And they've all been married to the same girl like three times or whatever. Yeah. I mean I've been getting into the dark side of the ring lately. Dark side of the ring? What's that? Oh, dude, you have Hulu? Yeah. Yeah, it's on there. It's uh um like a wrestling documentary series. Oh, okay, but they're like the the more gritty tales of it, like Jimmy Superfly Snooker murdering his girlfriend. Shit. Did they do Benoit or are they? Like oh yeah, that? Benoit's a two parter, bro. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Benoit's the one that everybody knows. So yeah, like, Benoit... I wasn't sure if they're like we're gonna just. And we know everybody wants this. This is we're 
this is the last one I watched was the uh, uh, one on the Von Erich family. The Von Erich family was they were rich. They were the uh, like Texas like royalty and wrestling. Okay. Uh, Carrie Von Erich was also known as the Texas Tornado. He wrestled in okay. the WWF for a little bit and WC and and he was NWA World Champ over Ric Flair for like 13 days and then lost the belt back to him. But it was like huh. they're this legendary family and like three of the bro- like there's like five brothers or like four of them tragically died three by suicide one by like a crazy like infection like yeah yikes yeah i think the other one was an overdose like yeah it's it's wild like but they were like this legendary wrestling family and like it was just like tragedy 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 well yeah wrestling i mean it's kind of like a circus yeah right it really so you're is traveling all the time and you're doing crazy stuff and I mean, you know, circus people in general don't live that long and die a crazy death. <laughs> dude, uh, man, that, <laughs> dude, we, you know, that'd be a fun podcast, a, a, like a circus crimes podcast. <laughs> oh, man, that would be fun podcast because I'm sure there's like, like, especially if you really open it up to like carny, like full carnies. Oh, yeah. Like there's so many car, like the car, like there's so many carny, like serial killers and stuff and like. Oh yeah, there's we had a carnival carnival come to my hometown every year and those people were just like the grimiest. <laughs> just, and they'd always like be trying to talk high school girls to coming on the road with them to sell tickets and stuff like that. <laughs> and a lot of a lot of them thought about it. I don't know anybody that actually did it, but a lot of them were like at least ask their parents. As said. you figure these guys go to what? How many towns a year? Like at least 52 places a year because there's 52 weeks a year. Yeah, so. and they're hitting up like, you know, towns of, I mean, my town has 700 people, so they're hitting up like small places too. Yeah, yeah. So it's like <laughs> when they when, so when they rolled through, dude, like places like that, like, dude, like, I mean, dude, you throw it out there to enough people, uh, you're going to get a few to buy it, dude. I mean, there was girls working the ticket booth. I mean, some of the booths. I mean, like they picked up a few strangers. Yeah, yeah, they got some strange. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure a few of them ran away with that car- carnival, and yeah, like and you think you figure carnies too? They got their own like meth network across the country where they know where to yeah. buy their fucking their hardware. <laughs> I'm sure it's like connected to they like they're either dropping off or picking up. Yeah, in these places, they're doing something. You remember that movie, The Great Muppet, or the the Chipmunk Adventure? Uh, yeah. Where it was like the boys versus the girls, and they gotta take the hot air balloons around the world and collect the dolls. But the dolls were filled like with jewels and diamonds, so they were just running this for this like elaborate like jewelry, like (laughs) stolen jewelry ring. Well, that's what carnies do with their prizes. They're all filled with meth, and like people the right person wins the one with the meth and then they, the next, the cash comes in on the next one or whatever. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all because I mean like how much, you, I, I don't know how well they're doing, like coming to a town like my size for a day or two, really monetarily, how much money can you make? Yeah. That's not like something like that. So there's gotta be something else going on there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, maybe it's a front for human trafficking. I mean, you said it, they're trying to recruit. I thought, yeah. You know, it could be. Let's let's get into it. I want. I really want to. I need to get like an iPad or something that I can set up to start doing like live uh, calls with. And so, like, you know, I, some carnies you could call. Well, no, I just want to be like Larry King and like, do this live and be like, uh-huh. well, "Where are you, carnies? Defend yourselves, you pieces of shit!" <laughs> Here at Larry King Live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'd be. I'd be interested to know. What was going on? I mean, definitely a criminal element. Yeah, I mean, all over and it, it's a certain type of criminal too. We're not talking like, your yeah, typ- we're talking about guys that don't get away with it. We're not talking about your typical like Aryan Brotherhood, like breaking and entering, fucking meth cooker, like white power guy, or your like mafia type dude. You know, like no, we're talking a certain shifty. Uh, <laughs> Shifty. Weasley. Uh, <laughs> can see them coming a mile away. Yeah, like a, a hey, double X. They're like 110 pounds, but they're wearing a double X they white snake shirt. Can't quite grow facial hair, but they try. They try. They try way too hard to, to get that uh-huh. going. Um, like, 
Yeah, no, it's just, dude. Uh, also, I always think of the Simpsons where uh, that Carney duo, the father and son, like grifted them out of their house and like <laughs> and took took it over. But like the second they got in there, they just turned uh-huh. the place into a shithole. Like, like they boarded yeah. up. They like they intentionally trashed the place in order to be able to live there because they're such Carney trash. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I don't even know where all these yeah Carneys were. See, and you know that this is something I was talking about um, on a recent episode, where that whole Tony Hinchcliffe scandal of you know dropping the slurs, you know, and comedy's so much better than that. Call someone a carny, like or son of a carny. Yeah, I like I I've been saying carny a lot, and I've kind of been in the back of my mind thinking like, is that is that a no? Because it's not you're not. It, it's, it's just a it's, job. It's yeah, it's just a job. It's not. It's not an, you might be job <laughs> shaming a little, dude. You know, but like you're not making any kind of ethnic slur. That's why I I I, I, I well I think if you choose to be in the carnival life that's choice like like you know hey like, what if I called you like hey you carny glory hole or motherfucker you <laughs> like what what kind of carny goes to a glory hole oh my god you just picture the worst carny ever right there like I'm just picturing a normal carny just you know? <laughs> you're just, just picturing any, a carny any, with any one of them missing a couple extra teeth so he can really service the glory hole properly I mean carnies all look like yeah this is something that they. It's kind of the last thing, you know, this is the last place. And it's like the games too. It's like, you know, like, like really how much joy can you get out of uh, grifting like a, a small town of 700 in South Dakota? <laughs> I I mean, evidently a lot. Um, they came a lot. So, um, you know, it's probably, I mean, what, what, what was like on the road to here in between? Cause like. I don't know where they would go next. I'd imagine they probably just did a lot of small towns like that. I would figure like I would do more of like a West Coast circuit thing where and I wouldn't go into the big cities per se, but I yeah. would hit like Fresno like in, inland from San Diego area. Mm-hmm. I'd hit like the inland and jam up to the Inland Empire and then jam down like the outskirts of Orange County and through like the foothills like cities and then uh-huh. up up to like Bakersfield you know, button willow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like there's a whole way of doing California there. You're not really, you're kind of avoiding the major cities, but there's a lot of places you can hit anywhere. You can stop on the central, in the central Valley. I mean, Oh yeah. I mean, any one of those places, Fresno, you're killing it. See Fresno to me, you can, you can do a few nights in Fresno and like each, just like do a couple of two different locations. When the carnies are in Fresno, that's just when the tour is over. <laughs> it's go back home. That's where they all live. <laughs> <laughs> that's when the tour's over, man. That's what, hey, back in Fresno. We'll be back there. Do carnies take time off, you think? I don't think so. I think they're just uh, if they do, it seems like they live. I mean, that's, maybe that's where carnies retire or something. I, I, I like to think it's like, okay, because roadies are a certain type of dude. But carnies uh-huh. are the guys that wanted to become roadies, but couldn't like. Were didn't too... have the integrity for it. <laughs> yeah, didn't have the integrity for Metallica. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, didn't have a good enough character to be a roadie. So, so sorry, carnies, sorry, but... gotta. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, like, I, I, man, I can. I hope no carnies listen to this. I I hope they do, and I hope they email me at the here podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, so I can hear. And if any of you have carny stories, because I do have a friend coming up as a guest, my buddy Patrick Melton. I was just on his show. Nobody likes onions. If y'all want to check that out? But uh, Patrick was just telling me how like he had some crazy story he needs to tell on this show about how he lost a shitload of money at some carny like. Like fucking sucker gambling booth. <laughs> well, that's kind of on him, I think. Yeah, dude. Like, that's a play. Like, you already know a casino, like, with legit gaming regulations is right. stacked it's, against you. Mm-hmm. Carnies is like, if you win, that's dude. just because something went wrong. Yeah, for them. like, hey, or they have to make it look like one person wins. So, other, like, so that person. Yeah. Well, you, you, here's what I would do if I was a carny, okay? Here's how I would work the hustle. I would let like I would find I would be like kind of snooping around town, maybe going to local bars the day or two before, get an idea who the biggest loudmouth jackass in town is. Then I let him win big early. He's gonna go around telling everybody about it. And everybody's gonna think, hey, if that idiot can fucking win, mm-hmm. I can win too. And fleece all those motherfuckers. 
and then by the end of the by the end of your four day run in town, that guy will have lost all of that and then some back. Wow, you know Bowser, I think you might be a natural born carny. <laughs> I have too many teeth, dude. <laughs> I know, but you got the mind. You got the mind. You know, if I wasn't able to uh, get the money for the dental bridge here, I think yeah. I, uh, that, that would have been, a, you know, I'm just missing all these teeth up front. I could have really. Oklahoma somewhere. Yeah, Oklahoma's a good carny town. I think Tulsa. Tulsa's a good. I think yeah. Tulsa's like the. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, Norman, Oklahoma Carnival. Tulsa's like the fucking fucking Carnegie Hall of Carnies. <laughs> it's I Carney, to... Carnegie Hall. <laughs> Carnegie Hall. Oh man. Oh man. Anywhere that's dusty is just Yeah, it's like I mean Carnies are basically grasshoppers and <laughs> they just attack anywhere that's dusty. <laughs> Dude, car, uh, man, well, like, I think, yeah, Tulsa, Norman, Stillwater. Mm. Um, I mean, all those towns. I just, I haven't been to Oklahoma that much, but. I've never been. My sister went to school in Oklahoma City. I've heard decent things about Oklahoma City, but I don't know if that's true or if that's just like, you know, the best town. We got, we got, uh, hey, we got, what is it, like. We got seven colored guys in town. It's like, yeah, they play for the Thunder. <laughs> Great. Yeah, it's pretty diverse town. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I mean, uh, I do. I think it's funny, like, how teams like uh, the Utah Jazz and the Boston Celtics have, like, historically gone after white guys. Yeah. To appease their Pacers, fan base. too. I was just yeah. watching that Pacers game. And, I mean, they got black guys, but they always they like have a lot of white guys. I mean, they, they like their good players in Dallas. They like their good players to be white. I'm thinking about those Pacers teams in the like mid late '90s where they had like Detlef Shrimp, Chris Detlef. Mullen, yeah. Rick Smith. Uh, I mean, they have they always have uh, like Reggie and yeah. Dale Davis. the Davis brothers. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mark Jackson. Yeah, they're not as bad, but yeah, some of these teams are. Yeah, pretty pretty white. If you know what I mean. Yeah, and it's like you got to make an effort. It's not yeah. like there's a ton of good white basketball I like, players. Dude, you know, a lot of white basketball players, you know what they look like? Carnies. <laughs> <laughs> they got the hairdos. Yeah. Got, if these guys weren't 6'11", they'd be carnies, dude. If they were our I think size, the, they'd be carnies. I think the new rules, or like the way basketball played now, lends itself to there being more white basketball players. Because like mostly white basketball players historically are just guys that could shoot threes. Yeah. And like now spot that's up what and everybody shoot. wants. Yeah. yeah. So if you have, yeah, that, you can have all, every team can have a one or two white guys that just sit there and shoot. As long as there's other guys that can move around and spread the floor and, and create open shots. Like Duncan Robinson isn't in the league in the nineties. I don't. Yeah. Think. No. Or I don't know. Like he, he kind of reminds me of Tim Legler. Maybe. Like guys like. Tim but if Legler. he if he was, he wouldn't be playing the whole game. They'd bring him in for like you know. Five, I feel like ten every minutes. team in the nineties had like that white guy that on the bench, like John, whether it was John Paxson, Bushler, Steve Kerr. Yeah, like there was a ton yeah. of like Scott Skiles. Skiles, did he shoot? Yeah, or did he? He could shoot. I know threes. he. I know he had the thirty assist game. The thirty That's assist the game. Yeah. That's all I know about Scott. No, he had some good three point shooting years. You know who was a beast three point shooter was Dan Marley. Oh, Thunder Dan, of course. He'd make him from the. You know, he retired. He was making him from the uh, announcer's chair. Yeah, <laughs> dude. That's a guy I like to see get into coaching now. Yeah, I mean, just you have to pull him away from the ball. He was a fun probably. guy to root against as a player. I, I think he'd be fun to root against as a coach. Yeah, he'd have to coach like, well, the Suns. <laughs> yeah, that's, or, right. that's he could coach the Thunder maybe. He, Thunder Dan, Thunder Thunder Dan, Oklahoma City. I like you know what? Dude? Yeah. You're you're my new VP of marketing at, <laughs> in, for the Oklahoma City Thunder organization. I think I'd fit in well there. Can you imagine if a bunch of carnies got together, chipped in, and bought the Oklahoma City Thunder? The carnies should own one team. <laughs> yeah, they should be team. one every in every pro sport. One team should be carny owned. It'd be like Rodman would be on the team, and Chris Anderson, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like the halftime shows would be incredible, <laughs> dude. For like, yeah. it's the only one where instead of giving the fans money, they take money from the fans. Yeah, and the. 
the like the yeah, it'd be like fountain sodas and funnel cakes. Would be the only thing oh, you can see, get. Oh, dude. It wouldn't be that bad. It wouldn't be. Yeah, see, <laughs> actually, Carney owned sports teams would sound pretty fucking sweet, dude. Yeah, I mean, I want funnel cake in every game. I want cotton candy. You can't lose any more money than you do going to a regular game these days with what stuff costs. Yeah, and like I don't get some of these ballparks now, or like especially baseball parks where they like they get too fancy with some of their menus. Like, oh, we yeah. want sushi. We want this. It's like, dude, you should have hot dogs, burgers, like a pizza spot. I should keep it pretty basic. Yeah, they're well. They're trying to get non-fans, you know, especially in towns like Los Angeles. They want it to be an event. Yeah, they want you know people want to be seen at the Dodger game or they want to go to a Dodger game. But the fancy stuff is never good. It's like never no get done a that Dodger well. game. Get a Dodger dog. <laughs> deli- Dodger dogs are delicious, dude. Yeah, get a Dodger. All he needs is Dodger dog, peanuts, beer, fries are too extravagant. Like I went to a Dodger game like a week before I moved. But like two or three weeks before that, I want to say, I went to because uh, I used to go to this a few times a year, a couple times a year, Dollar Dodger Dog Night. Yeah. Oh, I was never around for that. You've never gone for that? I don't think so. I used to do like the, when I first moved out here, I'd go to the All You Can Eat Pavilion. Okay. Okay. Now, Dollar <laughs> Dodger Dog Nights where it's at because you can buy up to five at a time. Oh my god! And you here's what you do is you get there like two hours early. I, I took Terrence one time, I think. Dude, uh-huh. you, you got to get there like two hours early and get in that line because by, if, if you don't, by the third inning, that line's unbearable and you'll be there the whole game, basically. Yeah. So if you get there two hours early, you get you get your five hot dogs very quick and dirty, and then, you know, you just go to the beer-only lines after that. Sure. I mean, you know how to do it. I yeah. Mean. It's, it's, a, it's a pro move. And I like to get there early and watch batting practice. Yeah, you like BP? I love some BP, dude. It's fun, dude. I think you can only go an hour before the game now. Oh, currently. See? Well, see, then I'd be going an hour. I'd be like lining up to get there as soon as possible to get my yeah. five hot dogs in my belly. It's yeah. weird now because you like leave the stadium. You're like, there's not. You used to be in like a ton of people. I think the like, most I ate, I think the most I ate was seven at a game. Seven Dodger dogs on a dollar Dodger dog night because I had like five, and then I was with my buddy Ben, and he had. And he didn't want all his because you have to get five when you go up there. You're not, you yeah. know, you got to spend at least five bucks. And then, like, you don't want to be going about, oh, I only got two. No, you you get the full five. Get the full five. I, I mean, think one, my heart one, is starting to hurt. I'm starting to kind of get a picture of where this heart stuff is. Why I'm wearing a heart yeah. monitor right now. And, you know, yeah. This really is a good book. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, like, I, uh, there's one time where there's like someone left like a, like just a tray of like four hot dogs at the end of our, like the lay left and they just let him sit in the seat. And I was like, fuck it. I took them home with me, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. Reheated them. Yeah. Dodger dog the next yeah, day. Yeah, dude. They're delicious. When we went to the All You Can Eat Pavilion, they just have them. You can just grab them. Oh, yeah. That's and, awesome. and my friends would just bring like backpacks and just load them <laughs> up. <laughs> Take them out. And then we'd have like, 20 Dodger dogs in our fridge that nobody would eat them. <laughs> hey, might as well. <laughs> no, just throw them out. Yeah, see, I think it's better to go to Dollar Dodger Dog Night. That sounds better to me. And plus, in all you can eat pavilion, you couldn't drink. So yeah. it's like. So yeah, you get beers. Yeah. Because yeah. I usually would double fist like two 20 ounces. That's the thing is when you get, dude, when your hot dogs are that cheap, you're going to do some drinking. Right. Because so, you got to wash it down. Yeah, they're going to get me for 50 bucks in beer or so, dude. So You got to dip the dog. Yeah, dude, just Kobayashi style. Yeah, you got to dip. I mean, it's it's a good way of doing it, dude. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I I I feel like, uh, dude, there's a reason why these competitive eaters do it. And like, how, dude? There's like one guy recently. If you you guys all need to listen to my, my friend of the show, Mike Burns, the show Power Moves, where he does stupid news stories. There was one recently where a guy was like. His family was trying to sue a fucking like uh, minor league baseball game, where it might have been a Mets game actually. It was just minor, still minor league baseball. Um, but basically, too, like he was in like a competitive eating contest at a game and fucking had a heart attack and died. Oh <laughs> and my god! The, and the family was trying to sue the team or whatever for uh-huh. this guy. Basically, like and it's like, dude, like, and I forget what. I, I mean, I, that might have been the the last straw but he'd been he'd been working up to that point in his entire life yeah like are you, you're really gonna blame like 
And also, like, they make you sign stuff to go into this, these things. Like, hey, yeah. we I waive any responsibility for this very, very, very stupid thing I'm about to do. Like, like I'm a pig. I would never do something like that. This, yeah. Dude, when I did that many Dodger Dogs, I believe that was an extra inning game, may I add. Like, okay. <laughs> I don't think I could do – I mean, they're not that big. So They're like, not that big, no. I think eating a, five Dodger Dogs is probably like eating two and a half hot dogs. Yeah. So it's not like that outrageous. No, no, no. But the bread, there's a lot of bread. There. There's a lot of bread there. Yeah. And so, yeah, and it's like if you don't do that many uh, condiments on it, it's not too bad. You're not. Yeah. It's it is what it is. Like I, I don't know. I think there is a reason why I'm wearing a heart monitor. The more I think about it, though, like I'm. Yeah. I mean, really Donnie. You don't get me. to these places, you know, and that you know. I did have a grilled chicken sandwich for dinner, so. Hey, <laughs> my dad had a heart attack when he was young, and uh, yeah, you get start. Yeah, once you get the scare, it's like, well, now I'm eating grilled chicken. I'm really turning it around. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a bit, I'm an adult now. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah I get have I mean, a salad. Dude, I'm mean, really looking forward to the stress test Thursday, where I get to run in and uh, fucking do the treadmill. With the, like, because if they don't let me do my playlist, I'm gonna be so pissed off. And like, I've been I've been building this up in my head for a couple of weeks now. <laughs> it better be everything i'm paying a lot of money for this you know yeah, or at least my hey. insurance company's paying a lot of money for it like yeah well that's good that's better than you yeah not all me but yeah. dude and like i thought my that thing was like a 500 hundred dollar appointment i thought my insurance like the copay on that was like 500 bucks i was like oh god but it's only like a hundred and something so i'm like whoo oh, let's that's party nice. yeah let's fucking yeah make this an event yeah. yeah time to hit the town have some whiskey yeah. cokes and some whiskey, dude. You know what I really would like them to do open here? I want them to open a casino that's like a tribute to the old, like 1960s swinging Playboy Club lifestyle. Mm. Like a Playboy, yeah, like, casino, yeah, not like the not one that's Playboy there. Casino. No, no, I want like a place where it's like, hey man, we're just listening to some nice fucking t- tunes on the hi fi in the lounge while they got some bacon wrapped water chestnuts with some martinis. We're some swinging cats, bro. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah, you know, where men can be men. Is that what you're calling for? I don't so much men can be men. I kind of want, I really like the snacks and cocktail aspect of it. Of okay. Yeah, thing. I like the snacks and cocktail. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I feel like they had a good, uh, they really were smart with their snacks then. And then, like, something <laughs> happened in the 70s, right? Where, like, I don't really know the snack culture of the 60s or 70s. I mean, the well, 60s. Well, let me tell you well. something about the, like the, like the party snack culture of the 70s was almost destroyed by Tupperware. Mm. Where people started getting way too creative with their bullshit. So, like, snacks in the 60s was, like, what, peanuts and pretzels? Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, we're talking, like, I'm saying, like, the bacon-wrapped water chestnuts. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Nice. Dude, cocktail franks. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love cocktail frank. Yeah. Cl- the classics, dude. The classics. Yeah. Like I could be into that. Yeah. You know, maybe, uh, what is, like, uh, what is, what am I thinking of? Uh, oh, like little, the little mini quiches. Mm. Get, get in on some of those. I don't know. That might be a little more. I might send that down. You know, You're not down you with the that. little mini quiches? Like with a little ham and a uh, spinach? big quiche guy. I'm not a huge quiche guy. I'm not a little quiche guy. I, not, I, I like making quiche muffins. And my trick is, is for the biscuit mix, I use the old the Red Lobster Cheddar Bay biscuit mix. Mm. And then I load it up with like either bacon or ham. And then like usually like broccoli or spinach, like roasted red pepper. Like, dude, they're, they come out good, man. They come out real good. Sounds good. And I use a lot of Parmesan, Swiss, and American mm. cheese, or uh, cheddar. So. Okay, well, that sounds good. Hey, maybe I'd try that. I mean, yeah. I got with a little egg, with yeah, some cheddar bay biscuit mix on top of that, it's super cheesy. That's how yeah. that's how I do it. I don't know how other people do it. You, you, hey, I don't know how the rest of you carny glory holes out there do it. But yeah, uh, send him an email. Send him an email. Send him some quiche recipes. I'm gonna send him some quiche. You guys email me at the Lux Ops here podcast at gmail.com. I will send you guys some quiche recipes. Um, we are running out of time here, David. Uh, where can people find you? What can, you got anything you want to plug, dude? Um, I have a podcast with Chris Sharpentier called Sports Boys of the Game. Um, it's just a... I love dude, Chris. Chris is very funny. Just a stupid dumb thing and an album out called Barn Door Open. 
those two things and I don't know where people can find me physically. Well, if they can find my show, they can yeah. find your show and your album. Right. I, I, I have that much faith in my audience. I have that much. I, I have that much faith in them. If they can find your show. They can find they can your find show. Me. Yes. Because they can find, that means they can find relatively, probably, I'm not, you know, sort of obscure things. Yeah. So. Yeah, they, they, can, they, can, they can find stuff, stuff from people with very, 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 very minor basic cable credits. Great. Then, then yeah, then I, I believe that they can find that my they, stuff as they well. Can, they can yeah, find me, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, what, what's your Twitter, Instagram handle? David. My name. David yep, underscore Van Heisen on Instagram yep. and yep. And then uh make sure you follow the show at underscore or at Luxops Pod. I don't know why I said at underscore. Everybody fucking weird. Uh at, at Luxops Pod. And yeah, please, please get in on the Patreon. I'm going to the Reptile Expo for the Patreon, guys. Like this is the kind of hot now that the COVID restrictions are uh lightening up and I'm fully vaxxed. I'm getting out. I'm going to a lot of these conventions. I'm pounding the pavement. I'm doing some stupid <laughs> shit. And it's for the audience. And so I appreciate everybody. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next episode where Barbara Gray from Lady to Lady will be with us. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>